0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts.
1: Many people are uh, commenting on your bladder right now, John. Oh, yep. the bladder boy. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, typically, during the grum, I probably get up twice during the grum. It's kind of out of habit almost, not that I necessarily have to. Twice.
1: You're usually walking up a storm in here.
0: No, no, walking, but get up to to sometimes. I'll, you know. Oh, to leave the studio. Yeah, he's not, yeah. He's not peeing in. here. And, and it doesn't matter. And I try to. I try to go, like at five thirty during the five thirty break. Because then you don't have to do it on the way home. But guess what happens? The nanosecond I get into the house, you gotta go. I gotta go like a Russian racehorse. Russian racehorse. Not That's English what we one. used to say it's in high like school. Russian I gotta pee like a Russian racehorse.
1: Isn't the the human body and the human mind. What great gifts they are.
0: Yeah. Mm. So it, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And that's the one benefit of Miss Wrigley getting up in the middle of the night. is allows well, you to use the restroom, too. Might as well just go. Yeah. Wrigley,
1: get down! Yeah, I always hear olds, and I'm not referring to you as an old-haired John. No, I'm old. I always hear olds talk about, like, yeah, you know, like Peter King mentioned it in his call. I woke up, and you know what old men do when they wake up, they got to go bathroom. I have the same, I wake up at, like, four every day, and I'm like, well, time to go. So, no. have I, am I beating age to the punch? Uh, there's, no. Sometimes I'll wake up at like three in the morning and it's like, I got to pee. I feel like I've always been this way. I'm in college, pee. I was this way. So, yeah. I'm, I'm like, is it going to get worse for me the older but I get? I think the difference is we're not getting, we're not waking up because we have to pee. We're just waking up and then we're like, might as well pee. Well, usually I wake up and I'm like, I got to go. Well, no, but it's not like you're not being woken up from your bladder. Your bladder's not the one waking you up, is it? I don't know. How do you know? That's a good question. How do you know what wakes you up? If you wake up and you got to go, maybe go. it's the bladder, yeah. You Fair. just go. Yeah, exactly.
0: You just go. What a show. What a show it's been so far. We're what, an hour in, folks. What a show indeed. hmm What a show indeed. Well, last night, it was the Trey Alexander-Ryan Kalkbrenner show. Mm. Shireman now looks outside the lane for Kalkbrenner. Kalkbrenner trying to post up. Kalkbrenner working his way in. Turns. to the rack Trey with the takeaway Trey down the floor against Oniwusu play it good and Seton Hall needs a timeout again here's Alexander Alexander lob call printer clutch. Trey Alexander with a 28 foot and Kalkbrenner coming in from the right side. Flushes it. 45-26. Look down low. Reverse layup good. And that is the 10th, or excuse me, the ninth assist for Trey Alexander. Boy, he is seeing the floor well tonight. Look down low and another assist for Trey. That gives him 10. And guess who benefits? Ryan Kalkbrenner is 10 for 10. Those two working in tandem last night were massive. Mm-hmm magic. And I, I, you know, I've seen, you know, Trey, obviously he's led the team in assists this year. Uh, You know, I've seen him have good games. This was his first 10-assist game. But man, he was seeing the floor well last night. And some of those passes he was making, I mean, you know, a couple of those lobs to Kalkbrenner, you heard the one highlight, was a 28-footer. He had another one. He had another one that wasn't described there, but I thought he was throwing a skip pass. You know, the Jays like to skip pass. They like to go from like one wing to the corner, or from one corner to the other corner. And this ball, the way he threw it, I thought he was skipping it. So when I called it, I said, and here's a skip pass. No, it's a lob, and Kalkbrenner dunked. And it was like, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't a lob as much as it was just a laser beam that Kalkbrenner caught, you know, above his head and just... And that's what it sounded like, too. Yeah. And then I had to go pee. But... It didn't sound like that.
1: You know, it's funny. After, uh, you know, I think to our conversation yesterday and after the stretch of basketball that Creighton has played lately, you know, ESPN, they always have the the win percentage. And it's, it's interesting when you look at, you know, as the game starts getting out of hand early, Creighton hung us around 99% throughout basically yeah. the entire second half, and they got close to that in the first half. And so after a lot of these games that have been, you know, filled with like, tense moods at various points throughout either mo- the majority, if not the whole game. This one was just kind of like a coasting, like, get up big early, stiff arm him in the second half, and had to be nice for them to have that just after what's happened, and, you know, certainly the the seeding of, of them in the Big East tournament is nowhere near locked up at this point in time, but I remember you saying something off the air yesterday where last night was really going to help decide where they were. If they would have lost... You know, you're probably looking at a four or a five. Whereas now, you do feel like you have breathing room, especially given the yeah. two wins over Seton Hall. Even with two tough games remaining in the uh, in the conference.
0: Well, and and the first half was really decided in two quick spurts. Uh, Creighton was two up, hot coffees. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Creighton was up fourteen to eleven mm-hmm. with under ten minutes to go in the first half, and went on an eleven zero run. And it and nine of those points happened in less than a minute. You had Isaac Trout with uh, back-to-back threes, and then Jason Green with the offensive rebound kicked it out to Stephen Ashworth, and on the same spot of the floor as Trout just hit his, he hit one, and that forced a timeout. And then about two and a half minutes later, there was back-to-back Shireman threes, and then a fast-break layup from Trey. I think that was one of the highlights we heard there in the... Uh, in the clip and that was the difference other than that it was somewhat equal but there was those two quick bursts in the first half got it out to 16 and then you're right I mean it never got closer than what 18 19 points yeah I mean it was the, rest it, of the game. it was
1: just a it was that the uh, domination I don't know if domination is the word that I want to use to describe it but because of the spurt that you just described going up that big early it just allowed them to coast in a way that we haven't always seen um at various points I mean you know, it just hasn't happened in a whole lot of these right. games because so many of these games have been close. And so it, it looked like I thought that this was going to be a game that went deep. And instead, you know, I'm having a conversation with someone like, I mean, it's it's over. And, you know, there's still plenty of time left in the first half.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Trey and Kalk were talking after the game in the press conference. And basically we're asked, because this is the second to last home game, what it has been like to be teammates the last three years? Uh, it's been a blessing. I mean, I've always said that Ryan Cogbrenner was my favorite Jay to play with ever. So uh, that, that's been fun to, to go through this college journey with him and being able to just see him grow and being able to see him develop his game into, a, in my opinion, NBA caliber big man. So uh, he's he's really blossomed over this last year. And I think that he's grown every year that, that we've been together. So uh, I'm happy for him. I'm glad I've get To play with him, so yeah, it's the same thing with Trey. Seen him come in as a freshman, started on the bench,
1: and took over a starting point guard after Nemhard went down his freshman year. And he did such that you could just see the growth even in that year. And then from year to year, he just keeps getting better and better. So it's been so awesome to play with him. You know, just very lucky to have a guard like that and be able to play so many years with him. Yeah, and especially in this era, right, of college sports, we spent so sure. much time talking about the amount of player movement there is. And you know, we had Matt on Matt DeMarinis yesterday. At the very end, I asked him about the women's team, just given how that core has been together now for so many years, um, and you could say the same thing about these two players as well. And and heck, I, I know that this is what only Baylor's second year, but you throw in Baylor Shireman as well, and it's like you know to get that many years in college, especially in a sport like basketball where it's going to be five on five, um, you know where that's forty percent of the starting lineup, you know with two guys. Yeah, uh, you throw in Baylor at sixty percent and. You know, having whether it's the chemistry that it can that can show on the floor or just the relationships off of it, you know. As we get th- – th- this happens every year. You get near March, and suddenly it's like, oh, this might be the last time. You know, this might be the last time they play here. This might be the last time they play there.
0: Mm-hmm. And now that part of the season has been reached. And you mentioned Baylor Shireman last night with 20 points.
1: Yeah, good rebound from him after what had happened the last two games.
0: He – um he became the 47th different Blue Jay to score 1,000 points. He's only been there two, two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. So at that pace, he would have been a two. Th- I mean, he's already a 2,000-point score overall. But would have been, well, at that pace, game. he would have been a 2,000-point score as a Blue Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a good if day. He had gone four years. Good
1: night for him. You know, we talked about yeah. it again, going back to the interview with Matt. We talked about it with Matt a little bit yesterday. Uh, he had gone two for twelve from three in the last two games. He had turned the ball over eight times combined in the last two games. Uh, he matches almost the total number of points that he had in the previous two, and he was awesome from three. Absolutely awesome from three.
0: All right, I guess you wanted it back. Here it is. <laughs> Bart Torvin. The Big Bark Blue Jay blast. The Jays <laughs> sitting on the three line right now, among such notable franchises as Duke, Kansas, and Iowa State. Ooh, interesting. You know who? Uh, Go do you know who played closed. Iowa State in their closed scrimmage? It was it Craig? Yes.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes. Da, 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 da.
0: It's so that's where they the project. Yes. As always with Bart, remember. It is a projection towards the end of the season. Based on what happens at the end of the year. Speaking of that projection. 21 and 8 is the record, 12 and 6 in the Big East. Their net is at 12. Last night was a quad 2 win. So they're seven and three against Quad 2. They're six and five against Quad 1. Their last two games are both quad one opportunities. Hmm. Now, my buddy Bart projects Creighton to split those two games and finish 22-9. and So based on this projection here of the three seed, that's what they're looking at. Should Creighton sweep those two, I'm not saying they would necessarily get to the two seed. But, but you're
1: feeling pretty comfortable
0: as a three? You would feel comfortable as a three, because remember, it's a projection. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Not to the mention... The committee this, is going to do what the committee does. This but, doesn't
1: take into account the, turn, the Big East tournament, right? No, it does not. So that, that could Because you don't know who you're
0: going to play. Correct. That could play a part in it, that, too. That could play a part. Hmm. Absolutely, it could. Hmm, interesting. But uh, the other thing, too, that lately, I, I mentioned it was a quad two win, but uh, on the list of combined quad one, quad two wins... Purdue has sixteen. Oof. UConn and Houston have fourteen, and right behind them with thirteen is Creighton. Mm. Ahead of North Carolina, Arizona, Marquette, Kansas, Wisconsin, and Tennessee. A lot of folks wonder, you know, Wisconsin's been sucking. Oh, why are uh, why are they still projected so high? Well, they played liar, twenty-two man. games against Quad One and Quad Two competition. They're twelve and ten. Mm. So a lot of their strength from the early season is what's keeping them afloat. Mm-hmm. If they would have played a non-conference schedule like Nebraska, Wisconsin would be in heap big trouble right now. They, they're, they're not playing too good.
1: Hey, what's the, uh, what's the Ken Palm stat that you always love? Top whatever in offense, Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. Because Creighton right now, offense.
0: Let me see if I can they're find eleven. spreadsheet.
1: And then on defense, or are 23rd. Isn't it top?
0: That would be inside the threshold. Mm-hmm. That would be inside the threshold. Interesting. Let me see if I can find A team find to
1: it. remove from the threshold that is in the top 10 overall in Ken Palm is Bama. First in offense, 99th in defense. But most of the other teams in the top 10 fit squarely into the top. It's the top 25, right? Or is it the top 23 or 22? It's like a weird number. Yeah. It's not exactly the top 25. By the way, if you're wondering, Nebraska. While John looks for the numbers, Nebraska's adjusted offense 39th, adjusted defense 32nd. So you know you put together a solid little run here, and that those metrics are going to continue to climb.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the so the stat, the Ken Palm stat was all the national champions, save for one. UConn was the one one um, uh, outlier. The, the that was the. That was the 2014 team, the one that made the magical run. I hate that team. But since the Ken Palm era in 2002, every national champion has been a top-20 adjusted offensive-ranked team. And it used to be a top-20, but then Gonzaga, I'm sorry, Baylor two years ago when they beat Gonzaga, was number 22. So it's top-20 offense, and top-25 defense.
1: Top-25 defense. Well, Creighton fits into that. Mm, Interesting.
0: Every national champion has fit in those two Silos With that one exception, now that UConn team was still number 10 adjusted defense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But By they the were 39th the, in offense.
1: The next Creighton opponent is 21st on offense and 14th on defense. And they are the Marquette Golden Eagles.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of Marquette, uh, it's been a rather interesting last few days or hours for Tyler Kolek, the reigning Big East player of the year, their stud point guard who yeah. is one of the best players in college basketball. He got hurt last night. Uh Marquette uh routed Providence 91 to 69. Nice. But uh Kolek strained his oblique
1: mm.
0: on a pass last night. And the oblique that's kind of across the abdominal area. It just
1: sounds uncomfortable.
0: And it was uh, he had to leave the game, did not return. He actually he, he he tweaked it or he felt it, tweak, left the game for a little bit, came back in, but only lasted a few seconds and realized he could not go anymore. So that is definitely something worth watching before Saturday afternoon because if Kolek is not available, that is a big loss. Oh yeah, for Marquette. Yeah, Marquette's still a good team without him, but he has been the glue. He has been the guy, and has been um, a big reason for their success the last couple of years. But then Kolek is also, you know, he's a guy. He brings a little attitude with him. He likes to tude. he likes to jaw with the fans in pregame. Mm-hmm. Well, the fans, air quotes, have been having their fun with him. So there was a there was a tweet that went out earlier this year from Marquette uh, regarding their team GPA Mm -hmm. and how good they are. And it featured a picture of some of the members of the team and a quote from Shaka Smart complimenting them on their GPA. Mm -hmm. And observers noted that Tyler Kolek's picture was not included amongst the headshots.
1: So is that when the meme started? So the meme started
0: that... Yes, Jordan just commented, Tyler Kolek can't read. That Tyler Kolek can't read. They used that to decipher that, well, he must be an idiot. Mm-hmm. He must be a dummy. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Kolek can't read. It got... It, it's become such a meme that Kolek actually responded to it. By showing his class schedule for the fall or the spring semester, with, you know, it was a screenshot of his class schedule and a tweet that says, "I just learned how to read."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw one of their uh, op, not ops, one of their well, media persons that's, yesterday. That's the recent one. So that's how I found out about yes. this thing.
0: So, so what happened yesterday? the uh, one of the academic administrators oh my gosh it was that high up yes oh. one of the academic administrators in the athletic department saw enough of these because there was a user a twitter account by the name of simon charles who has a blue check mark
1: ah classic of course Two and of
0: course the blue check mark used to be verified accounts now it's just Whoever. Paid accounts. Yeah. yeah. You can pay to get verified. And this person has attempted in the past, this Simon Charles, to like troll. break stories like um Travis Kelsey is retiring, oh. uh Lane Kiffin being hired by Alabama. Mm. Well, he put out a tweet earlier um last week that said breaking news. After failing three of his midterms, Marquette guard Tyler Kolek has been suspended for the remainder of the regular season, per the university. Kolek's struggles in the classroom continue after reports surfaced that he couldn't read earlier this season. This guy's account, Simon Charles, goes by at S underscore Charles NFL. And in his bio, Mm. in his bio, it reads that he's like a former Patriots a beat writer and an expert in female anatomy. Uh. Like, that wasn't enough to note that, yeah, this guy a maybe is a, 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 fart, a smart account. So, it's a fart account. A fart account. Got him. So, this academic administrator in Marquette Athletics put out a quote tweet of this that said, As the senior compliance person at Marquette, I can tell you this is unequivocally not true. This is neither funny nor appropriate. Kick rocks. Oh, Whoa. I
1: think it's a little
0: funny. It's, it's, I, I mean, think it's a little it's, funny. It, is it funny that the, that the fans are using this as a meme to troll? Yes. Is it funny though that people trying to purport themselves? No. As being real journalists are doing things like this? No.
1: Uh, as Jordan writes, CU students will be saying some nasty things, very nasty. But the sign. No, mm. they've got signs
0: now. There's nothing. Oh, going. they're
1: not allowed to say nasty things anymore. Well, the sign won't let them. The sign mm. says
0: don't do it. Mm. All, you do is, sign, all you have to do is ignore All I have to do is tap the sign. But
1: when mm. you see a stop sign, do you just ignore the stop sign? No. Well, just, you know, roll a little bit and then go. Mm. Mm. Josh Peterson says no cop, no stop. Mm. Is that how you roll? No, not yet. Really? Mm. All right. A text from the 402 says, how many times do you think that beat writer has said, you plus me equals nighttime fun?
0: Not as many times as you have. We all love saying that phrase. We all love saying it. All right, uh, coming up, uh, speaking of of basketball, and Robin Wash is going to join us. We preview Nebraska's game tonight against Ohio State. Um, Connor got into the discussion of ceilings and floors. Yes! And, and we're not talking about building a home, folks. Nope, we're Uh-oh. not. We're also still desperately seeking Kugler in the left field. He's in the left field berm at okay. the at so the. So that's Rockies where the home runs Cubs. have been hit. Yes. So he is. Okay, he must be closer to the foul. He, I think he is. Okay. I think he is. But if you happen to be there... At the Rockies-Cubs and spring training game. And you're listening to game, us right now. And you're listening to us. If you can Thank find him. Kevin and get a selfie with him. Go Rockies. Nick will give you a prize. Nick will give you. We've got a couple of these 1890 hats. We'll you, you get a prize. You get a prize. Or we'll if see.
1: you see him on TV. If you're see, if you watching this game, which is free you today. get a prize. Y- yes. yes. Yeah, we, we will give you one of those prizes. We just need to
0: find him. 1620 The Zone. Oh, oh, oh.